Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, star reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. A heavy fog shrouds the Clara M., last of the old clipper ships, as she slips silently southward toward Panama with Clark Kent and young Jimmy Olsen aboard. Mystery, too, surrounds the Clara M., for a strange thing has happened. In our last episode, we heard how Jimmy Olsen discovered the whistler to be Pug Flanagan, a stowaway. Pug, a boy of Jimmy's own age, had hidden himself in a secret compartment adjoining Jimmy's cabin. He explained that having overheard the legend of the phantom whistler who haunted the ship, he had impersonated the whistler in order to steal food from the galley. But no sooner had the confession left his lips than a weird scene took place in the forecastle of the creeping ship. The oil lamps swinging from the ceiling threw a yellow glow over the seamed and wrinkled faces of the crew as all eyes were fixed intently on Pug. I tell you, I'm not the real whistler at all. What do you mean, you're not the real whistler? Well, I was just... That's what I mean. Holy mackerel. There's another whistler. No, Chief. That's... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's wrong here. Ain't this kid just after saying he was the one who had done the whistling? I said I was just making believe I was the whistling. The first night out, I heard him. And I've been imitating him ever since. And the whistling we've heard was sometimes you and sometimes the real whistler. Is that it? You got it. Now, this means a case that's like our state. This here ship is haunted. Haunted by the whistling signalman what was lost overboard years ago. Hey, lay that bill, Climey. I'll not have you stirring up the crew like you did before. Not why Chief Barnaby's master of the ship. And it's true, ain't it? There ain't nobody on deck right this here minute but the helmsman. And you ain't telling me he was the one what just whistled you, eh? Another word out of you, Lamy. And by the great horn's bonus. Wait. Listen. Now, wait a minute. There's only one thing to do. Come on, let's get up on deck. Hey, hop to it, lads. On deck, every man jack of you. What's wrong? Why do you stare at me like that? We ain't going on deck, Barnaby. Captain Barnaby, you squidgin-headed paupers. All right. We ain't going on deck, Captain Barnaby. No, you're not. Scared, are you? Well, by the seven seas, you'll do as I say, or... Oh, what the... It's the helmsman. What in the name of... What's the meaning of this, sailor? Who told you to leave the wheel? Uh, I'm not staying up there, see? I had enough. I, I, I heard that thing again. Coming at me through the fog. Light my eyes. Scotty. Aye, sir. To the wheel. And quick, man. Aye, sir. Uh, that's the way of it. A ghostly whistle. Floating out of the fog. I can fair feel the chills creeping up me. Hey, leave that talk. Are you mean listen to me? Listen to me, I say I've sailed the sea for many a year. I've been master of my own ship. And master's mate of many another. But wherever I've been, I've been obeyed. Now hear me. You're going up on deck, every man jack of you. And him that second he won't follow that order, let him step forward now. 
jeepers, Mr. Kent. Look, they're all stepping forward. Uh-huh. Yes, Jim. Looks as if we may have to do something about this. Oh, you're all in this together, are you? You're all disobeying me. Well, then, there's only one thing to do. Look, Mr. Kent. He's taking off his jacket and rolling up his sleeve. All right now, my hearties. Take Barnaby's ready. For the last time, I'm telling you to get on deck. Move! And move smart! Or I'll break each one of you in two. Oh, you will, will you? Now, come on, lad. We'll show him. Jump him, I say, and jump hey. him now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, you men. Wait a minute. There's no need for them to go on deck, Barnaby. What's that, Mr. Kent? You can't blame them for being afraid. Instead of having a fight here, which wouldn't get us anywhere, I suggest that those of us who aren't afraid... Go on deck and try to find the meaning of that whistle. Now you're talking. I've always wanted to find out where that whistle's come from myself. Stow your talk, me bucko. And bear in mind you're a stowaway. I've given an order here, Mr. Kent, and I... better withdraw it, Barnaby. The only way to get these men over their fear is to find out what's the cause of that whistling. Now, those of us with any sense know it isn't the spirit. Oh, it's eh? The news doing that there whistler. Well, I don't know, but we're going to find out. All right, now... Who's coming on deck with me? Well, you can count on me, Mr. Kent. Me too. Lead the uh, way, buddy. I've been cooped up in that there secret closet so long. I'm just taking to stretch me muscles on some palooka who thinks he's a ghost. There's the whistler again. All right. Let's get up one deck quickly. Come on. Now, let's see. Well, one good thing... Fog's clearing. There's a bit of a breeze coming up. Yes, you're right. I... I don't hear the whistler anymore. Barnaby. I think this is what we'd better do. You and our young stowaway friend, Pug, here, go aft. And Jimmy and I'll go forward. And that way, we'll cover the entire deck. Hey, good idea. Boy, I'm just thinking of getting my hands in this thing or whatever it is that's doing all the whistling. I imitated it all right. But I'm telling you. It was time for I could feel me hair standing ah, on it. Pipe down, pipe down. I ain't forgetting your stowaway, me fine fella. Now we'll be taking care of you. All right, Jim. You and I'll go forward. Okay. Gosh, I, I sure wish we were back on land, Mr. Kent. What do you mean, Jim? I don't know. This cruise, it, well, it isn't anything like I thought it was going to be. We've had nothing but trouble since we started. There are things going on that I... Yes? Things going on that what? Uh, Nothing. I didn't exactly mean that. What did you mean exactly? Nothing, Mr. Kent, honest. Now, look, before we get anything else settled, Jim, suppose we settle this. Settle what? You've had something on your mind for several days now. Something that's been bothering you. Why you haven't told me about it, why you've kept it to yourself, I don't know. But I do think it's about time you opened up. I... I can't, Mr. Kent. I... I don't like to do this, Jim, but for your own good, I've got to insist that you tell me. And you needn't be afraid of Barnaby. Barnaby? How did you know he had anything to do with it? I've got eyes, Jim. Do you think I've seen the way he looks at you? Don't you think I've realized that he's been trying to keep you from telling me something? Gosh, Mr. Kent, I... Take that knife episode the other day. When Barnaby said he was going to show you a trick. He made you hold a matchbox in the air and then pin that matchbox to the deckhouse by throwing a knife at it. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Pretty good, huh? That was done to scare you, Jim, and don't think it fooled me for a second. The reason you haven't told me what's on your mind is that you're afraid of Barnaby. 
Well, you don't have to be afraid anymore. Now, what is it? I... I haven't been afraid for myself, Mr. Kent. I was afraid for you. I thought if I told you, you'd start something with Barnaby and... Oh, he's a pretty tough customer. I've met tough customers before, Jimmy. But anyway, didn't you tell me yesterday that in a lot of ways I was like Superman? Yes, but... Barnaby is dangerous. He wouldn't stop at anything. Now, don't you worry about that, Jim. Now, tell me. What's on your mind? What have you been holding back? Okay, I'll tell you. The other night I was going down into the forecastle to see Scotty. When I got to the door, I heard voices inside. Barnaby was talking to the men. Go on. He was telling them they were fools to mutiny when they did. He said the time wasn't right. That's very interesting. What else did he say? Well, he said he... Gosh, Mr. Kent, you won't start anything with Barnaby, will you? You know me better than that, Jim. Go on. Well, he said he had paid the men out of his own pocket to sign on board this ship, and he expected them to do as he told them. So that's why this crew signed on with Barnaby after dozens of other sailors had refused to sail on the Clara M. Yeah, that's eh? right. Because Barnaby was paying him out of his own pocket. Uh-huh. Well, then he went on to say that he'd let him know when the right time came to take the ship. He said he hadn't found what he was looking for yet. When he did find it, then they'd take the ship. I knew Barnaby had a reason for signing on. What's he after? Do you know, Mr. Kent? No, Jim. I've got a feeling we'll find out before long. If things turn out as I... Whistler again. Mr. Kent, he, he's up ahead there in the bow. Yes. Come on and walk quietly. This time we're not going to be fooled. Oh, don't move so fast. Salt and fog. It's hard to see. Here. Take my hand, Jim. That's it. He jumps overboard. The ship's too narrow at this point for anything to get past us. Gosh, my heart's pounding like a trip hammer. Maybe you'd better stay here, Jim, while I move up on him. No, no, I'd rather go with you. Well, okay. When the battle starts, let me handle it. All set? I... I guess so. All right, then. Quiet. Now. Slowly, silently, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen move up on the Whistler through the gray fog. What will happen in the next few minutes? Don't miss the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.